0: Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson.
1: Today's episode is going to be a bit different as we won't necessarily be hearing a birth story. As you all know, for Birth Stories in Color, birth storytelling is the main focus. But beyond that, we want to highlight organizations and resources that are supporting our communities and families on their pregnancy, birth, and postpartum journey. Today's episode features India Robertson, COO for Birthing Beautiful Communities. BBC is a team of community members trained as doulas and perinatal support people who provide education and support to expecting mothers, specifically targeting the Cleveland and Cuyahoga County area. Hello, India, welcome to the show.
2: Hello, thank you for having me. Can you
1: start by telling a little bit about yourself? And
2: your family? Sure. So I am um, from the east side of Cleveland originally, born and raised. And um, I'm the mother of three girls, um, ages 19, 10, and six. Um, I am one of four daughters. My parents are still married, and my mother is a doula, and my sister as well.
0: Nice. So you kind of easily fell into this work, kind of.
2: Yes. Yeah. It actually was uh, meant to be. (laughs) Perfect. is what I like to call it. Yeah.
1: So how did you get involved with BBC?
2: So how I got involved with Birth and Beautiful Communities is really interesting because I've known Kristen for over 10 years and that is our executive director. And um, Kristen and I had shared information back and forth about our passions and things that we do. And so she knew a little bit about me as far as my education um, and things of that nature. But one day we just happened to be on the phone and I disclosed to her that um, I was the head of a program called Mothers Offering Mother's Support at Wright State. And so through was talking about that program and how I got it started and talking about my experience with attending births through college um, as well as my experience as a teen mom, I was a teen mom. I had my oldest daughter at sixteen, okay. and so through that, um, she brought me on board as the education coordinator. And everything went so well with that experience that um, she actually brought me on, brought me up to be in the uh, assistant director last March. And so it's been a wonderful experience.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations. Can you, that's really interesting. I, um, the mother's offering mother support and actually doing that within your college work. Can you talk a little bit about that program and is it something that's still going or? Yeah. So it is still going on. And so, um,
2: I went to Wright State as a young mom with a two year old and when I got there um, they have family housing which a lot of colleges and universities don't have family housing options. They will say like okay well you can't bring your child here. Um, Wright State is not one of those places and so when I got there though um, I started to notice little things on the campus that weren't quite right. So if you're going to be family friendly, you have to think about the people who don't have cars, especially as a freshman, and they don't really want you having your car on campus. Um, The shuttle bus didn't take people to the daycare, even though they had a daycare on campus. Mm -hmm. On the advisory board for the daycare, uh, which is called Mini University, there were no students. And so all these different things were like bothering me. And so I went to the women's center and we talked about these different issues. And she said, okay, well, there's a young lady that works for the women's center that's already working on this project. How about you work on it with her? Um, and I did. And so I had a wonderful experience because not only did I have a campus job that paid me and allowed me to bring my two-year-old daughter to work (laughs) with me, but, um, We were able to make some really big changes on campus, and we were able to engage the mothers who would otherwise feel like they were kind of lost on campus. And so, uh, when we first started, I want to say we had like five members, Um, and this is my memory from 2000. But um, by the time I left in 2006, we had over 100 members on campus. Um, We had. All of a sudden we had lactation rooms on campus. The shuttle bus went to the daycare. Um, Every event that was before 7 p.m. on campus was considered family friendly. So you didn't have to feel like, oh, I'm not allowed to bring my children in May days. I'm not allowed to go to that festival because I have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And even things like trick-or-treating on campus in the dorms for the kids who lived on campus. And my oldest daughter had a wonderful experience, and the day that we, it was time to leave, she actually cried because that was her family and that's where she had grown up. And right. um, It was good to be a part of something that amazing that um, could make sure that people felt included. The beautiful thing is that I am actually taking some of our ten clients that work with Birth and Beautiful Communities to Wright State on a college tour. Because my boss, who was my boss 10 years ago, um, 15 years ago, is actually still there. Wow. <laughs> um, and so she's still in women's center. Just, she's like, oh my gosh, you know, definitely bring them here. Um, and they even went as far as to waive application fees so that oh. we can apply the students.
0: Now we're going to transition back into um, BBC, but um, can you tell us a bit about the mission and focus of Birthing Beautiful Communities?
2: Oh, sure. So... Uh, Birth and Beautiful Communities is a community-based program whose mission is to prevent and reduce infant mortality um, in high-risk neighborhoods in the Cleveland area um, by community, education, advocacy, support, and engagement, which stands for CEASE. Um, and so we want to cease the death of babies in African-American community, in all communities in Northeast Ohio. Um, So what that means for us is that we wanna make sure that we educate and engage mothers early and so that we can help them to overcome some barriers that there are to making sure that they have healthy, happy children. Um, And we are actually involved from about 20 weeks pregnant all the way through the postpartum transition. And so if you are a client with us, we have a one year graduation when your baby turns a year old, but that doesn't mean that we stop contact. That just means that on paper, there has to be like an end date for everything. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And so some of the mothers who recently graduated just uh, in January, they created an alumni component because they wanted to keep it going. And so they said, Hey, we understand that you shouldn't have to worry about this part. We want to take ownership of this part. We yeah. want to make sure that we are saying, okay, now let's help
0: each other. And I think sometimes what we, we miss about, you know, doula work or organizations that support families is that it, it's not just you know, we step in at the birth of your child and we see you a little bit after. It's a full spectrum type of thing. Like the earlier we can start supporting you and making those connections definitely like benefits each part of your um, parenthood journey. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, I, th- and yeah. I think it's really great too that now they're taking ownership of, of what that su- how important that support was and creating another community past that.
2: Right. And I think that's, too, if you are meeting someone four weeks before their due date, there may be some things that were going on that could impede having a healthy pregnancy that now it's too late. You know the baby's going to be born soon. So um, if you notice someone is smoking at 10 to 20 weeks, we have a smoking cessation program if you know that someone um, is struggling with nutrition, we have a nutrition program. Um, if you know that someone has issues with housing or even safe housing, um, that's something that we work with too, we work different organizations. And so it's all about making sure that we're thinking about the whole person, not just, oh, the pregnancy and we're just going to attend the birth. We want to make sure that we are Uh, present in their life.
1: Are there other opportunities that you provide for the community to get involved with the work of your organization?
2: Oh, definitely. So not only do we um, refer to other organizations and they refer to us, but we actually train women from within the communities that we serve to make sure that they are becoming doulas. Because who better to help you than someone who lives in the same community that you're from? We don't want a bunch of outsiders, Coming in and telling you, (laughs) save the (laughs) (laughs) day. You don't understand the basics of your life. So when someone says something like, "Oh, you know, just get a job," well, you live somewhere that doesn't have transportation or doesn't have adequate public transportation, right? Then um, that's not helpful. But you wouldn't know that unless you live in that community. Um, If you live in a food desert, who better than know? that is a food desert than someone who lives in that community. So we do intentionally train people from in the community. Um, Another aspect that we work on is we make sure that the women who are part of our organization attend um, SOS, which is Sisters Offering uh, Support. And that is a group through Dr. Angela Barnett at Kent State University. Um, she came up with the curriculum for that program. And so that is all about stress and managing stress. And sometimes you don't even understand if you are stressed out because that's just become part of your everyday life. Um, we offer childbirth classes, breastfeeding support, um, housing assistance, um, I've had a wonderful Uh, relationship with the WIC program in our community, centering pregnancy in our community. Um, And we also allow people to come in and if they have a good uh, classes they want to facilitate. And I say good because some people want to come in and then they're like, oh, we want to teach this. And we're like, well, that's not really an issue (laughs) or that's not really appropriate. But uh, we've had women learn how to do yoga. We've had cooking classes at a free kitchen that's in the community. So we want to make sure that we're thinking about every aspect of Mm -hmm. the women involved. And so we do go to any community events that pregnant people might be, or even people who might become pregnant might Mm be. um, And we make sure that we represent ourselves and kind of just introduce them to the topics of infant mortality, um, healthy pregnancy, and nutrition wellness.
0: I just, I really love the community involvement. Like...
2: (laughs) That's what,
0: I mean, like, that's really what you hope organizations do is just involve the community. And like you said, that um, they're not coming in like we're going to save the day. It's like, no, this is for you. It's about you. So you need to be as involved as possible. And I sometimes feel like a lot of organizations are lacking that. So it's so good to hear all the pieces that you have with your community and the and the people in it.
2: Right. And, what, and we're always changing because... Even though we live in the communities that we serve, there's always room for us to listen to what our clients need from us, um, what they want from us, so that we can make sure that we are meeting the needs adequately. So we never come to the table like, oh, we know everything. Mm -hmm. This is what we're doing. Oh no, you don't know what you need. We wanna make sure that we're giving them opportunity to give us feedback. And so the classes that we offer, I'm always changing or um, amending say that we have a class and we have a curriculum, but at a certain point, the women are really engaged and that, well, that might need to be its own class. Right. Say that there's another component where no one's talking and no one's engaged, well, that probably doesn't need to be covered anymore. So uh, it's all about growing and and learning as we go through the process because we are still a young organization.
1: How can someone find out more information or get in contact with your organization?
2: Okay. So we actually have several ways. So we are very active on Facebook um, under Birthing Beautiful Communities, on Instagram under at Birthing Beautiful. We have a website which is birthingbeautiful.org. Um, and on that website, it has our classes uh, that loads on. It has our staff, our mission statement, information, and as well as a contact form. Um, so women can actually do their own intake through the contact form. And then someone from our staff will call them back within 48 hours. Um, we also have it where you can schedule yourself as an in- office appointment. So that if you do want more information, but you're not quite sure what you're signing up for, <laughs> you're free <here laughs> to come into the office and see exactly who we are and what we do. And so our classes are open to the public because we want to make sure that people can come in and feel comfortable um, before they sign up because I'm one of those people that I kind of want to come and see and make sure you're real Right. <laughs> <laughs> before I sign on anything. Exactly. But, Internet age. No catfishes. <laughs> We have to, we have a Twitter, but I would say we're not as active on Twitter right okay. now. Um, but I would say that Facebook and Instagram are the best social media platforms Okay. Is there anything else you want to share with listeners? So I think that it's important that um, everyone realize that there are women who want to support other women in every community. It's just a matter of looking for it, um, So too often people say like, oh, I didn't even know this was here. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of our clients do find us through social media and they say, I've been looking for something like this. I wish that I knew about this sooner because I've been struggling in this area or um, I want to breastfeed, but I don't feel supported by my doctor. And so women are um, able to support other women in such a magical way. And so even if it's just attending an appointment and being silent, just the presence of a sister is so important. Right. Um, And so I think that when people think of doulas, they like say, well, I already have a midwife and you have to explain (laughs) 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 that there's a big difference there. Um, And so, yeah, I think that that's important. Women know that they can seek out anything that they need, especially in today's day and age with social media and on the internet, it's so easy to just Google and say, support during pregnancy in Cleveland, in Columbus, in Dayton, and see what happens. Right. um, Yeah, so that's really what our passion is, is mothering the mother. Got
1: it. Do you have any upcoming events that the community can participate
2: in? We do, so we have classes every Thursday that are open to the public, and that is our childbirth education series. Our website has a good list of exactly what the topics are on any given week. Um, So we are taking our clients or people who are interested in the community to Washington, D.C. on March 26th through the 28th. And we're going to the African-American History Museum Mm -hmm. in D.C. And so we've been doing a fundraiser recently to um, be able to pay for the hotel rooms for the clients or people who can't afford to pay for their own hotel room. And so. That's definitely something that I hope more people um, take interest in. Another is that we have our Dude Love program, which is our father component, and that's every Wednesday. And so we're located at 5,000 Euclid Avenue, okay, in um, Cleveland, Ave- I'm sorry, Cleveland, Ohio, and we're in Suite 400. And so the Dude Love component is just for support for fathers, so that they don't feel like they're excluded in this process, right? And so it's literally Dude. La. <laughs> um, I like that. And so Neil Hodges is the the the, the lead for that. And so um, he works very closely with our office to make sure that, that their curriculum is aligning with ours, um, because we do want fathers to be present during labor and delivery, and and really understand what's happening during pregnancy, and not just think like, okay, well, this has nothing to do with me.
0: <laughs> and that's awesome that you have. That component. Sometimes, you know, when I'm working with families, the partners will always be like, sometimes feel like, well, if I have a doula, then what about, what am I going to do? And it's a reminder like, no, 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 you're just as much a part of this process as mm-hmm. I am. If actually you're more a part of this process, I'm just like the bridge between to make sure that you guys' voices are heard and you understand everything that's happening, but you know birthing person on a whole other level than I do so I need you I'm not here to replace you but I think having you know classes like this can inform partners of what that support can look like and and how they can be active in that
2: right and so the fathers are also invited to every class that we offer Um, Other than the sisters offering support, because that is more of a a woman support group. But the fathers actually come, and not only do they come, but like they get to the point where if uh, she's drinking soda and he feels like she shouldn't be drinking, he'll (laughs) tell the doula. Or he'll say, uh, he'll say on her behalf, like, hey, I'm calling your doula and she is feeling this pain, and it's been going on for this many days, and she didn't want to say anything. Yeah. So I'm saying something on her behalf, and so mm-hmm. they, I, I feel like they are being empowered in that way. And you're exactly right because the reason that we had to add this component is because the fathers wanted to be more involved. Um, right. And so we had our first dad graduate from our program oh, in wow. January as well. Nice. He attended just as many classes as his partner did, well before the doula component started. So. Yeah. Um, he definitely is a proud dad and he wants to know exactly what he should be doing with his one-year-old and uh, where should my one-year-old be at developmentally. And so there definitely are fathers who like say, Hey, I know that you're massaging or bat, but can you show me how to do that right. so that I can be more involved? Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, it is, it was a pleasure to meet you and to, to hear about, um, BBC. I think that, uh, I hope that this, like, it lets more people know about your, your program and, and especially in the, the areas that you target, but um, also informative for other programs who are looking for what should we be doing to our community because, it, I mean, it really sounds like you guys are hitting all the points, all the important parts um, of making it work for the community, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, go to lgdoula.com.